0: Hey there, this is Michelle Spiber, your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah! I do ask that you join me. Stick with me on this flip that's coming up as we get to talking about, I think, something that's real needful, so much so that I turned it into a wisdom skills training. So stick with me as we start evaluating your words, what you speak, what you hear, and what you think, and understanding how. You could possibly be speaking death over your life. So stick with me as we talk about word medicine. It's going to be good. I'll see you on the flip. Thank you for joining me. Let's go on and get into it. Today, we're going to be talking about word medicine. And I am going to ask you to commit to listening to today and tomorrow, because today I'm going to be talking about word medicine, healing, your words. And tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about word casting, casting for your future. So join me and stick with me. So today, talking about word medicine. And what I want to say about this is that words have power as we understand and know. But I think that a lot of times we take that power for granted or we give it away or we totally forget that that is a power at our disposal. And the reason why I can say that with, the, with as much confidence as I'm saying it is because we are quick to pick up on what someone else says. We don't vet it, qualify it, or scrutinize it. And then we find ourselves saying it and don't realize what we're saying. So like uh, popular uh, stuff. And I have talked about um, something I was inspired by, NAVAL. The other day when he talked about the difference between societies and individuals, whereas individuals are set up to seek out their personal truth. So societies are set up to get a common consensus. But too many times now, uh, societies uh, punish us for not accepting their consensus as our truth. And that was very powerful. And it's powerful because as I'm you know continuing to to live my days and operate in the way I, you know, I have to move in these streets and uh, meditating to to get what wisdom is trying to show me and hopefully you is that it has tentacles that are far reaching. And because of this this uh, need to fit in and to get along, and it's not because we are especially needy or, and not that we don't, you know, have a good sense of our self-identity. No, it's because sometimes, not sometimes, it's becoming more advantageous for us to get along and pretend, at least, that we believe as everybody else, because it comes down to losing your ability to support yourself, getting ostracized, cast out, and uh, publicly shamed. And so it's real in these streets when you're talking about uh, what people do and and how we a lot of times we'll say stuff, repeat stuff, and even start to think stuff without putting it through its proper paces to make sure it's not death to us. And I wanted to give, you know, a quick little example, but every example I can think of it, it's it it could be misconstrued or taken the wrong way because I think that a lot of these things are said in innocence and so I don't want to want to do that. But just think of some of your faves, you know, from some of your favorite um colloquialisms, you know, your your um your slangs and and the like. Don't just spout them because they seem cool. Look at the energy and the power underneath them. There was one I I caught myself uh writing about uh not recently. Um uh, but it was um you know, aspirational goals, but it was a wistful kind of statement where the person saying it Uh, intimated that they would never have that goal even though they wanted it that it would never happen for them and I was like "Mm -mm, no no not on this watch I can have you know I can have what I what I want, but I'm going to make sure that what I want is what I really need to have. And it just got me back into understanding that, girl, you cannot be lazy when it comes to your creation. Now, let me give you a little background on why we're talking about words and medicine. And the reason why is because I was uh, I've been uh, looking at uh, stuff online and I'm going to tell you, Twitter, mm, 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 Twitter is something out here in these streets. And there are some people who are doing some really grassroots work. There's one individual where he has been getting donations and then turning around and gifting people. It's under the hashtag Rent Relief, and I've mentioned him before on the podcast recently. And so what he does is, is each day, uh, if people use that hashtag and tell him a little bit about themselves, what they need it for, and uh, they're either Cash App, Zelle, or PayPal, he will send them a $200 grant, gift, whatever you want to call it. Um, And looking at what people are are posting, my heart has been breaking, not just because of how desperate a lot of people truly are and, and in dire straits, but also The word choices and how they are continuing to speak death over themselves. I'm finding a lot of, and this is not an an indictment on anyone because I don't believe that, I don't believe that, that this is a unique situation to that particular person. I think that when you're in desperate straits, desperate measures, these are the things that come out. But I've noticed a lot of people basically saying I'm not going there. They're saying I'm not going to make it if I don't get, you know, this rent relief. If I don't get this or that, I'm not going to make it. And I can't undo their spell because that's a spell. That's 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 a word cast. I can't undo it, but I can, you know, send loving energy of hope. And so today I was like, today I got time. Yesterday, my sinuses were doing me wrong and dirty, and I couldn't, I couldn't go even a few minutes without sneezing. And yes, it's sinuses, y'all. It's not, it's not Rona. So, uh, but today I got time, and so I was like, oh yes, we're we're talking about word medicine today. So, back to these these people. My heart is going out to them, and over and over again, I keep hearing people's desperation taking over that are starting to create a, a future of hopelessness and possibly a future with a terminal point that's coming real soon. Uh, you know, there are people with little small children. There are people who have been evicted. And yes, people are getting evicted and having to live in their cars. It's not good. And with that, it's totally understandable what's happening because you're in. A, when you're in a bad place, we're going to talk about frequency today. But when you're in a bad place and your frequency is down, that's where you operate. And it takes a lot to do what I'm about to ask, but it can still be done. And that is to speak life, to speak the medicinal balm from 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 your your uh, inherent ability. To create, and that's what makes us so powerful. We are creators. We are creators. If you want to see your power, ask a question, make a request, and watch and see. Doesn't some kind of counteraction happen? And it's fast. You can say to you know your loved one, when you go to the kitchen, could you grab me a glass of water? And guess what happens? They bring you water. And that is because you made a request. You, you ask a question and you created that water in your hand. So do not tell me, oh, Michelle, this is woo-woo. It is not. There are foundational things that we have to remember and come back to. And that's why I'm using today and tomorrow to talk about these things. And and today, I think I'm going to make it a, um, a wisdom skills training because it is something that we inherently all need to remember because we all know how to do it. We just need to be remembered. All right. So for word medicine and to be able to stop speaking death over your life, what you first want to do is remember that your words are creation. Your words propel, and get this your words are immortal. I've said it before, and I'll say it again that words are immortal when they are birthed, they go out and they live and they grow. There are, think of how many scholars and people of uh, notoriety and notability through the history. Uh, that we are still influenced by when we partake of their readings, their, their uh, actions, and what they did. One, one of the things that I had to get through my head as uh, a person who makes my living by putting words into story and speaking words, like I'm speaking to you guys, was that word choice matters. And we're going to talk about that as well but also that the energy and the emotions matter. So let me go on and give you guys a quick uh, recipe that I came up with and it'll probably evolve, but for right now, this was the recipe that I put together to start evaluating where I'm speaking life and where I'm speaking death and where you can start to evaluate where you're speaking life and death as well. And that is this. That if you take your words, either spoken or thought, because, oh, yes, words have power in what we speak and what we hear. All right. Your words spoken or heard. And I'm not just talking about heard through your ears, in your head as well. Those internal words. Plus your context, situation or circumstance. Plus. Emotions plus your intentions slash impact, you are going to either create life or create death. Now, let me say that again words plus context, situation, or circumstance plus emotions plus intentions and impact equals a creation of life or death. And it might sound convoluted right now, but it's not. Think of it this way. Think of the people that I was just talking about who are in real dire straits. They are not only responsible for themselves, but for little small children. And these babies are hungry. They can't feed them. They don't know what's going to happen uh, with the place that they need you know, to seek shelter. People are telling you to shelter in place, but your landlord needs their money. Just like you need a place to stay, your landlord has mortgages on those properties and stuff. So they need their money too. And it's getting dire out here. And these people are like, if I don't, then I'm not going to be able to go on. And when when you read it, just in written form, you can sense the power of the desperation, of the last hope, of the last gasp of energy of the intention of pleading to be seen coming out. And so, when these people are constructing their spells because this is a spell, because uh, they're making a request and they're hoping to create something from it, whether they can put it in that that understanding, that's what's happening. There are place there there are ways that, that can be tweaked. And I do want to say this is not putting anything on these people, bless them, bless them. It's just this is human nature. And when we get to that particular level, that's where we are. So I've seen people say, uh, please notice me. Uh, if I don't, then, and uh, if y'all will notice, you have an if-then statement, which is a powerful construction. So if something, 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 then something, 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 that can be if you're, if you're uh, making an inquiry, that would be like a hypothesis, something you think happens based on, on what you've observed. But if you say that with a fina- finality pertaining to yourself, then guess what? Those words have to obey you because you created them and you sent them out for a purpose. So guess what? If that whatever you said doesn't happen, then what you said will happen must come to pass unless you learn how to cancel it out or something else. So we have to be careful of all of this death we speak over our lives unawares. Because just because you're unaware does not mean that it's not happening. And I've seen so many people who finally Get it, but they still don't get it in their in their minds. I'm pointing to my head uh, because it hasn't clicked, and so it's a a haphazard happenstance where they happen up on it sometimes, but they don't know what's happening. And so, for as much life as they create, they create just as much death, if not more. Because I'm going to tell you, word medicine is habitual, or it should be. It should be part of your ritual. And it should be part of your ritual to the point where you get to where you use affirmations to help you. Now, I remember when affirmations started coming back in vogue. No, I don't. I was a kid. Forgive. But like the 70s, 80s and the like, word affirmations started coming back in vogue. And people were poo-pooing on them and saying, oh, this puff and fluff, this positive thinking and all of that. And they were, you know, partially Right and a whole lot of wrong in another right, way. And it wasn't until I was reading the Stoics and then I was reading works of Marcus Aurelius where I realized that Marcus Aurelius was using affirmations just to get out the bed. Oh my gosh. All of these, you will find affirmations all over the place because people realize that our words have power because we are creators. And once a creator releases a command out into the world, that creation has to do its bidding, so you got to be careful. Okay, so let me just break this down. We sometimes don't realize that we telegraph our intentions, and we create our, fu- our future based on what we say. And the sad part is, is that the impact of what we intend can in- invoke op- uh, um, opposition or help. It can create. Uh, factors that fight against us or factors that work for our benefit. That is why um, with word medicine, one of the biggest ingredients that I'm going to say, excuse me is that you're going to have to have confidence, belief, and faith. And I know a lot of people like, oh here she go with that. No, you really do. because confidence is going to make sure, That you put the right type of energy, the right kind of intention, and enough of the energy, the power to send your creation forward with enough energy and power and life to it to accomplish what what you want it to accomplish. And then you have to believe in what you say. Because belief is the first step towards knowing. And faith And I'm actually going to add in that to say knowing in there as well. Um, And faith is kind of, not kind of, faith is the ability to carry it forward or expect it. Remember how we've talked about you get what you expect? Expect it even when you don't see it changing, even when you don't get any kind of visual or sensual, yes, sensual feedback that is working. You still have your faith. So let me, let me repeat that again, because that's good. I don't care what y'all say. It works, it works, it works. And I'm sad for a lot of people who hit on this, hit or miss. They don't realize that, oh, for every little bit of word medicine they, they put out, they're constantly undoing it with all the word poison that they're spewing forth. And it seems so sad that you can generate more energy and more feeling and emotion about the bad stuff than you can for the good stuff. I've seen... And many times in my own life where I had to stop myself from um infusing what I wanted with high desperation. That's when you're pleading, but you don't believe that it's gonna work. Please, if you don't help me, please please. No, don't do that. And it's not because you're necessarily begging, it's because wrong energy, wrong energy. You are infusing this with poison at poison instead of with life. Okay. So The next thing is, is when you are doing your word medicine, make sure that you look at your word choice. Word choice matters. You need to get into the habit. And I don't want to say you need. I'm going to ask you politely. To get into the habit of auditioning words that you use, watch them. Um, I had a bad habit of apologizing and saying I'm sorry all the time and I would say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And uh, shout out to a old friend since high school, Robin, um, her mother, Miss Betty. And Robin, if you listen to this, I hope that this brings a smile to your face because I know you probably remember this. Well, I would get to the point where I was, I was actually a little timid growing up. I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. Anyway, every time you turn around, I was saying, I'm sorry. And she started calling my attention to it. And she would call my attention to it by saying, and I'm robot, pleased to meet you. And she would look at me like snap out of it. And because she had a powerful presence, uh, first of all, I was scared. But then I got to the point of thanking her because she was helping me to break the pattern, reprogram myself and offering me these pattern interrupts so that I wouldn't constantly be in the habit of producing spells that were poison for my future, poison for my life, and poison for what it was I wanted to do. And because of that, I started to choose my words differently. So much so that now I catch myself every now and again doing it, but then I'm like, nope, I apologize. I'm not sorry because that is not me, but I will apologize. I offer my sincerest apology. And It was shout out to Miss Miss Betty reminding me and that with the absurdity of answering, and I'm robot, pleased to meet you, that I was speaking poison and death over my life. All right. So word choice matters. The next thing that, because I'm looking at my time like, why? Why? Anyway, be careful about how you phrase things. So we just talked about if-then statements. And another one that is very powerful is rhyming statements. That is why you'll find that you can remember a jingle that happened 15, 20 years ago um, that you can call up and you haven't used it in forever. But then the same thing can't be said for important stuff that you need to remember to run your, operate your life and do what, you, what your business is. And it is because In our language, and I can only speak for English because, sadly, that's all I understand. uh, There's a reason why they call our language uh, and the construction of a grammar, because it descends from that word grimoire. Now, if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you know how much I've talked about etymology of words and the energy of them, especially if that meaning has been consistent for all the years. Those words have a lot of power. And so not only when you make your word choice do you want to look for words that are better at conveying a positive emotion you want positive you want positive words that have a lot of power so that means that sometimes you want to make sure that you look at words that are not only going to have a positive slant to them they're going to have a lot of power to them but if you can You can set up an if-then statement and you can set up a uh, rhyming or a a phrase or a slogan or something that helps you. And if you can't do that, just pick the most powerful word that you can. There are many one-word affirmations that people do and you can do them in a split second because all it takes is a second to change poison into life. Um, Think about... uh, The word success. Now, I just said it just normally. But when I use that formula that I just gave you of taking the word plus the emotion that I want to convey, which should be a higher frequency, good, positive emotion, along with the situation, the context, or the circumstance, meaning that I'm in a good place and I want to continue to cast that goodness forward. And then I added with my intention, I intend for this to happen. And the impact that I want it to have is that it is good for everybody. And now when I go back and I say, success, it reverberates because words not only have all this power, but they have frequencies. And the same word can have a different frequency when you, when you use that uh, equation in different ways. And the reason why you want to make sure that you're hitting good frequencies is because those frequencies have healing, medicinal properties. How many times have you received a compliment only to realize that it brightened your mood? It put you in a better way. You know, somebody can tell you, oh, I love what you're wearing, or I love that perfume, or your hair looks so nice, or your voice is so smooth and calming or whatever it is. And because they spoke that to you, for you and at you and you received it, that frequency was good. Or how about the times when people speak stuff to you and they mean it with vitriol and they choose the most powerful, powerfully packed words to hurl at you. They can be like a weapon. That's why we can we can say when people are being mean and vicious that they shredded or eviscerated you because that's really what's happening. So be mindful of that. And I want you to realize for yourself that immediately you don't have to have permission from anyone, you don't have to have money to pay anybody anything. I gave this to you all uh, as a gift. I'm not asking you to send me any money. Do I ask you to send me any money? No, I'm giving this to you and this is powerful. There are going to be a lot of people who would teach you something like this and they would put it behind a paywall because this is more, this is priceless. This is more valuable than most things because this is reacquainting you with the power that you have. So, in our last few minutes that we have together today, talking about word medicine and building up that skill of applying that medicine to these areas in our lives, the first thing I need you to realize is that you need to start monitoring what you say what you hear and what you allow to be thought and look for those words that catch you in a certain kind of way. You are like, mm, okay, look for words that you use as padding that you might not be aware of. I've even suggested that maybe you either tape yourself having a conversation just on your end and maybe just like a few minutes of it and look for stuff that you say that causes you to, to, to uh, shudder when you hear it. And start working on it. Uh, I was thankful that Miss Lee caught me on those I'm sorry's. And that helped me to not do it anymore and to stop that. Because a lot of those paddings, they will nullify your effect that you want to do. So uh, really quickly, I'm going to have to say this one real fast. I had another one. And I still catch myself saying it. A lot of times I'll say something and then I'll say, does that make sense? And I have just nullified, taken all of the medicinal quality out of what I've said because I was uh, trying to make someone infuse their power into it to affirm me, meaning that I wasn't as confident I didn't have enough of the faith and the knowing and even the belief in what I was saying to go and try to check for somebody else's um permission to keep going. Remember I said that's one of the things and I'll say it again. Uh so you have to you have to stand ten toes on this. You have to get to the point where your word has power. And that power is of of life and that that power will predict and cause things that you're not even aware of to line up for your good. So I want to make sure that you understand that. Let me give you my little formula again. You take your word plus the emotion that you want to have, plus take into consideration the context, situation, or circumstance, and then add in the intention that you want to put into it and the impact that you hope to have. And then you launch that bad boy out. Um, Understand that words have frequency. So be careful to monitor your frequencies. Do your your sayings bring you up, bring you down, or just leave you meh? Because one of the biggest and most insidious parts of the words that we use, they are not necessarily bringing us down, but they're zapping us of enough energy to go either way, up or down. So we're listless, ambiguous. We are um. Um. Uh. Apathetic. You name it. Just. Ugh, just. You know. Not there. Because our words have no power, either up or down. So be careful of that with your frequencies. And when you speak, when you formulate, audition those words. Make sure you have the good uh, choices of uh, good power uh use some of the tricks of the trade that have proven to be invaluable like using if then statements like um if i if i can smile i can and then put something good behind it if i can smile then i can make it i can succeed i can overcome i and and you don't even have to uh say it like that because that can that is like maybe you can maybe you can't so if i can smile then I am. And you can use the I am statements like we talked about. Don't forget your rhyming. Don't forget to make slogans, rhymes, cute little pithy statements that help you to remember good things to use as affirmations. And even a one word affirmation of uh, success or belief or confidence or clarity, whatever it is, use those. And realize that when you speak, use your confidence. Believe in what you say. Have faith, even if you don't see it, you don't feel it, you don't smell it, you don't taste it, that is coming. And know that you know that you are. Your expectations are in line with what it is you want. And watch and see that you will get things to start to turn around for you. This is not some kind of um, uh, pie in the sky. Woohoo! This is real. Words have power. They have frequency. They have energy. And They are your creations to go out and do what it is that you said you were going to do or that you programmed them to do. So watch yourselves. Start speaking medicine and life over your body. Stop speaking all this death. Stop stop giving away your power. Own your power and create the world that you want to be in by what you say, what you hear and what you believe. All right. So guess what? Yeah, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. And because this is a daily podcast, guess what? I am going to be seeing you. Now, if you felt inspired, go and check out the show notes because I do have ways of how to contact me and even how to support the show. So I'll see you.